Welcome, everybody. Thank you for downloading. My name is Pete Wright, and you're listening to Ask Cadence. What you're about to hear is a discussion between myself, John Patton, and Scott Lissett on tools and project control, which we started last week. If you missed last week's episode, make sure to go catch it in the iTunes feed or on the website. If you did catch it, you're all up to speed, and we'll jump into a conversation in progress. Thanks for listening. This is such a, a great conversation. I think I, you know. I, I don't think we've really focused on this part of project management. Uh, you know, in in uh, certainly the last several dozen of our episodes. And the the issue is, you know, how how then do you maintain balance between what you really need to know, uh, and and what then becomes overkill? Is there such a thing? You know, getting that plan done enables low overhead uh, control. And a, a project manager ought to have conceptually uh, a sense of control limit on the project. Are the problems being solved fast enough um, to take corrective action before it impacts the project? Now, there are some proactive activities by that project manager too. I, I like to focus on getting problems even sometimes before the team members know that the problems are ready to report. And that's by checking on assumptions. Uh, we ask <coughs> in planning uh, for the project manager to establish a, a column of assumptions next to the task column and then be checking on those assumptions uh, to see if, um, uh, if they're coming true. Now, if they're coming true, don't worry about the task. It'll probably come in on time. Its basis for estimating was good. Can you give, a, can you give us an example of a, a, a good assumption versus a bad assumption? Yes, a uh, number of errors during testing that are attributed to design. And for example, we can say uh, design errors be no more than 10% of overall errors found in testing. So if we get into testing for the first week and we find that 75% uh, of the uh, uh, errors found generate redesign, then something's flawed in design and it's out of control at that point. We want to really rethink and revisit our overall design, perhaps a design walkthrough. Okay, so that's a good, that's a good example. Mm -hmm. uh, what about a non-example? What would you want to avoid in creating assumption? Um, very few errors will be found during testing. Uh, one of the expectations during testing is that we'll find a lot of errors so we don't find them in production in the operating environment. So if we're not finding errors, we want to immediately investigate. Is there something wrong with our testing method or our testing data or environment or have we made a breakthrough in development that we really ought to investigate and see if we can replicate? Uh, so there's, there's always questions that the project manager should be asking. And uh, sometimes a poor assumption is one where uh, somebody has intentionally put on rose-colored glasses uh, and they have assumed something that's just uh, outrageously optimistic. Uh, because that's the only way they can get their work done. Yeah, they'll do that when the schedule is tight, you yeah, know, and when they've uh -huh. got a heavy workload. Right. Yeah. There will so be no vacations no, for the it, duration of the project. Yeah, and, and, and you know, that <laughs> becomes an excuse later on in the project. So yeah. we don't want to lay assumptions so they can be excuses later on. We want to lay them so that they can be uh, danger singles uh, later on. You could, in fact, just create a whole new column for excuses. Yeah, <laughs> sure. sure. That's right. This is right uh, next to the assumptions <laughs> column. Exactly. Now, now here are our excuses. <laughs> so, um, I think what we're talking about here, uh, in general, is uh, making sure we know what um, documents, what artifacts need to be flowing 
to who so that we keep on top of the project. And this is all about information flow. It's all about communications. And uh, uh, we like to use a communications matrix uh, to decide early on what pieces of information will be generated, what pieces of data will be generated on the project, who does it need to go to, and how often, uh, and uh, in what form or format will, it, will that information flow. Uh, and uh, the uh, project manager uh, needs to, to take special care that what's listed in the communications matrix uh, for them is sufficient uh, to know what's happening on the project. Uh, and then to s uh, stick with it, uh, appoint, uh, if you can afford it, uh, a project administrator who has control uh, and um, uh, responsibility for sending out project documents um, whenever they're needed. Sort of a traffic signal. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the last one I want to mention now is um, conducting risk reviews. Uh, I've worked on projects over the years where we did a thorough job of identifying risks during planning. And then once the project went into implementation, we never revisited those risks. They never saw the light of day again. All we did was check a box and then uh, proceeded as if uh, there were no risks on the project. And this doesn't serve a project team very well. Uh, what a team needs to do is have regularly scheduled risk reviews. Maybe not every week, uh, maybe every other week, maybe every month, but revisit what's happening uh, on those risks and see if any of it is uh, happening. Uh, and if it is, uh, if you have contingency plans that you've put in place, uh, uh, those need to be started. Uh, if, if not, then what kind of um, uh, fallback positions can you take uh, when uh, a risk event does occur. So this is about more than just uncovering risk, John. Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking about this conversation between a project manager and a team member. Uh, let's say we've, we've done our initial uh, list of risks and we know that more risks will be uncovered as we get closer to the work and we're going through the projects. So the project manager walks up and he's kind of interested in risk and he says to a team member, um, uh, say, we've got to make sure we keep an eye on risk during this project. Have you found any more yet? And uh, that team member says, nope. Now, what I, I can totally relate. Uh, as an <laughs> overall control on a project, what we want is to make sure that when we're having a conversation with team members, we're talking about information that they uh, have control of and feel that it is important. And we're not asking questions that can be answered with yes, no, or fine. You know, how are you today? Fine. Uh, any problems on the project? No. Is, is your, uh, are your tasks due this week going to come in on time? Uh, yes. You think the project's going to come in on time? Sure. Yeah. You know, that, that's just a morning greeting. Uh, so uh, one is to uh, ask some questions about the assumptions. How many design errors have you found so far uh, in, uh, in, in, the, in, in uh, your part of the design being tested on the project? Uh, oh, that task is a pretty important one. How many hours are left to do? Instead of saying, are you going to make it on time, uh, have, the, have the team ever do a re-estimate without saying we're re-estimating. How much work is left? And I, and I think, uh, I, you know, I, my experience has been that they, they'd rather talk about how much work is left on a task than how much, um, uh, 
uh, whether it's going to come in uh, on time. Um, let's shift. I, I'd like to, to give some last thoughts on how, how to manage the project manager from a manager standpoint to make sure that they're, um, they're, they're controlling the project effectively but in a low overhead manner. And it starts with planning. Insist on a plan and review it. Make sure it's a good plan. Uh, and point out, out areas of the plan that you think are weak. And then uh, uh, compliment the project manager and sign off on the plan when you're satisfied with it. That is a, a great show of confidence to the project manager and it's a good show of maturity in governance uh, in the organization to do that. Uh, and then uh, uh, ask these uh, questions of the project manager that can't uh, be uh, answered with yes, no, or fine. How many problems did you uncover last week in your status meeting with tasks? What are you doing about any uh, uh, those uh, those problems? What are your top three? Uh, anything I can do to help? You know, is an open-ended uh, sort of question. And um, uh, I I know that project managers don't like surprises. Um, and if there are problems, we want to hear about them early. And I said we want to create an environment where people can feel free to bring problems or uh, issues to the table when asked. However, having said that, it's also necessary that, uh, that project managers say that there will be uh, consequences for bringing a problem to the table the day before a task is due to be completed when that problem has been there uh, for a long time. So uh, don't sit on the problem <laughs> and, uh, then, and, and hope it gets better uh, and wait until the, the last minute and then spring it on the team. So hope uh, is not a planning strategy? Uh, not yeah. a very good one. And so that's where, where John's uh, probing questions uh, can be very valuable, um, questions where you can't just answer yes or no. Well, it's a great discussion because, you know, I think that the probing and the, the sort of, uh, you know, the investigation from both the management perspective and the project manager perspective shows a lot of respect for the work that the people are doing, yeah. that you really care and you're invested, you're taking responsibility for the work. Uh, exactly. You know, they're, they're, they're so visible. Yeah. And they're so important to the company. Well, let's make sure that people get a sense that we're supportive. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, this is, uh, has been a great discussion. Thank you so much, gents, for sitting down uh, and, and uh, talking this over today. Uh, my name is Pete Wright. On behalf of John Patton and Scott Lissett, thanks for joining us, and we will be back with another episode of Ask Cadence.